0: is actually you are a real runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Jacqueline with SystemsForSelfCare.com, right? Teach you to consistently take daily action so you can create the life that you want. So a few weeks back, I asked for what questions you had when it comes to imperfect eating, moderation, healthy eating, having some of the pizza without eating all of the pizza, uh, being consistent with uh, eating in a way that makes your body feel good. And I made a video series answering those questions. But there were a few questions that didn't make it into the series. Um, but I kind of go in more depth when I work with people one-on-one. So what I want to do today, I want to take one of those questions and I want to answer it. Um, and again, remember the goal, we're working on being consistent, consistently taking daily action. So we're going to keep coming back to that so that you get to be the person that you want to be. Remember, if you go back to, uh, you know, episode one and two of this podcast where I talked about, when when I finally like de- decided that I was a real runner, um, that identity only comes because you do the actions. It, you're not going to feel like a runner unless you do the actions that a runner does. What do runners do? They run, right? So the same thing with like moderate eating or healthy eating. You're not going to see yourself as a healthy eater or a moderate eater, a consistent person, unless you do the action. So we're going to keep coming back to that. Keep focusing on that. Here's the identity that you want to be, that you want for yourself. Here are the actions that you need to do. If this, if there's an identity that you no longer want, you have to do the opposite actions, of that person. Okay. So here was the question. The question was, how do you stop stress eating when you aren't even hungry? This is a really big question because a lot of us um, will turn to food. You know, there maybe we grew up when something was stressful. Uh, your parents taught you to eat. Maybe your mom taught you to eat. You had a bad day at school. Fine, let's go get ice cream. Someone in the family passed away. Okay, cool. Let's go to the wake and let's eat a bunch of food. Let's go to the funeral and have a bunch of food. Um, there's something, something that didn't, something that didn't go right we turn to food. A lot of us have learned that growing up. And so now it's like, ah, I need to break that habit. Um, I'm not even hungry. I'm stressed, but I'm turning to food, right? So a lot of people see themselves, they call themselves, they have this identity, they call themselves stress eaters. I'm a stress eater. Great. Well, what do you, if you call yourself a stress eater, what do you think you're going to do during times of stress? You're going to eat. So one of, I mean, really the best way to break a bad habit, it's not even to break a bad habit, but it's to create a good habit. Um, In times of stress, you probably don't even know what else to do. Um, eating is the only solution uh, or it's the best solution that you've come up with so far for stressed. I'm stressed. I no longer want to feel stressed. Let me eat. Okay, cool. So we need to come up with a better solution, a ver- version 2.0 solution. Okay. I'm stressed. What can I do to relieve this stress? Um, that's when you see lists that are like, ah, take a bubble bath. Like maybe you're like, I don't want to take a bubble bath. Fine. Don't take a bubble bath, but we need to come up with a new habit, a new solution to your problem of stress. Um, just sitting there might not be the best thing for you. Sometimes if you're a person that is used to doing an action, just sitting there, uh, and expecting yourself to like sit on your hands and not do anything that might not be the best thing for you um, it's probably better to move through the stress um, so some some options uh you know better a better habit to create is like ah I feel stressed I just got into a fight with my significant other I am stressed. I am pissed off. I am angry. I am emotional. Man, I usually go into the kitchen and grab a pint of ice cream, but you know what I'm going to do instead? Because that actually makes me feel worse. Instead, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to leave the house and I'm going to go for a walk and calm myself down. Or I am stressed. I had a really crappy day at work Um, I don't feel good. I hate my job, blah, blah, blah. I usually stop at McDonald's, but you know what? That makes me actually feel worse. You know what I'm going to do instead? I am going to go for a run. I'm going to go move my body and move through the stress. Um, What else? I am so stressed. Um, There's a family sickness. There's an illness um, or, you know, a death. So there's some really bad, crappy things happening in life, and I usually turn to food to relieve that stress, but that makes me feel worse. What can I do? Oh, I can go call my mom. I can go call a friend. I can go talk to my husband. I can go talk to my wife. I can cry. I can let these emotions out of me. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel the emotions and move through the emotions. Just eating um just eating food it's just like throwing a blanket over but it's like sh- the shit is still there the crap the stress is still there now you probably even feel worse cuz now you feel guilt and shame about the food right so the best way to stop stress eating when you're not even hungry is to come up with a better solution a version 2.0 solution um for stress cuz you're going to you're going to experience stress experience stress and experiencing problems and experiencing challenges and obstacles and illness, sickness, death, crappy things, a flat tire, getting fired from your job. All of these things are part of life, right? So to pretend like, Oh, nothing bad is gonna happen. Well, no, some like that it is just a part of life. And so instead of pretending like it's not gonna happen and you're surprised when it happens, like, oh yeah, sometimes crappy things in life happen. Okay, cool. Let me consult my other options, my other solutions, my other ways to relieve stress. The caveat to all of this is um the the second part of your question though is how do you stop stress eating even when you aren't hungry? I want you to make sure that you are eating throughout the day. When I look back on when I was a teacher and I was teaching on the south side of Chicago and I was rushing around, I was so stressed. My whole life was very stressful. I was not eating. uh, I was not eating throughout the day. And if I was eating, it was like breakfast bars and bagels and cream cheese. And I would stop at McDonald's and I would get french fries. And I would come home, and I we would eat a package of cookie dough, and we would order pizza, and all of this, right? I used to keep a, I used to keep cash in my car, um, for French fries, uh, so that I didn't see it on my credit card statement. So, um, by the time I got home, by the time we're eating like the cookie dough and you know all of that crap, no, I'm not really hungry, but it was like. I, um, I wasn't eating like actual food during the day. When I say like actual food, I mean like plants and protein, like real food, plants and protein. That's real food, cookies and burgers and French rice. That's like, that's processed fun food. There's nothing wrong with eating that. But if you are not eating quality food throughout the day, you're not eating plants, you're not eating protein, you're not drinking plenty of water. Um, it's really hard to, decide to do something different for your body. You kind of you're kind of like, ah, oh, look, I am a stress eater. I am an unhealthy eater. I, I treat my body like shit. This is just me. Um so you do have to take on that identity of like, hey, I'm a person who takes care of themselves. I'm a help, I'm a healthy person, um, I'm someone who moves through stress. You have to take on these new identities. So it is about the habits. It is about the actions that you take. It is about finding better solutions solutions, but also those solutions, those habits and actions that you take, they are going to come from what you believe about yourself. So if you believe that you are just a stress eater and there is nothing you can do that is just who you are, you're never actually going to change. You have to you have to be open to like changing your limiting beliefs about yourself. Um, there was another question, maybe I'll get to it later this week or next week, but someone's like, is, is moderation even possible for anyone and everyone? And it's like, well, I mean, if you don't believe it's possible for you, if you think that you are just stuck, if you believe you are stuck, you're going to stay stuck. You just are because you're not even going to try to do the things you're going to say things like, oh, it's not for me. You know, this is for other people, but I can't do these things. You're going to say those Uh, Those words, (laughs) our beliefs, our thoughts, our actions, they reaffirm those beliefs. So again, how do you stop stop stress eating when you aren't even hungry? Make sure that you are eating throughout the day. Make sure you're using the five Ps. Make sure you're using imperfect eating and the five Ps throughout the day. And then when that stressful thing happens, when that crappy thing in life happens, because it is going to pop up, like it's popped up for me, (laughs) you know, it's going to pop up, have a different solution. Um on hand that you can actually do in the moment and remind yourself that you do have to do it in the moment. The, when you're like, oh, it's just this once it went, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, actually stress pops up, challenges pop up, pop up um, obstacles pop up. It's like, actually, that is the time. Those in the moment decisions, um, those in the moment actions, that is how you change yourself. That is how you become a different person by doing those small habits, by doing those small actions over and over and over and over again. And then you look and you're like, wow, you know, it's June. I've been doing this for six months. Wow. I am a different person. 180 days of me doing this. I guess this is just who I am. You know, a year goes by. Wow. 365 days. Wow. Two years. You know, you're like, this is just who I am. Okay. We are going to hear a little bit more from my client, Chrissy, talking about what it's like to work with me and the transformation that she has made. Let's hear from Chrissy.
1: You know, obviously there's been a huge change in me mentally and physically. So everybody at work now notices like, oh, you've lost so much weight and everything. And it really, I'm down more than two pant sizes. I don't weigh myself, but um, it takes a while for other people to notice. I wear scrubs, they're baggy, nobody notices, and change happened a long time ago. And that's the, one of the things you instilled in us so early in the imperfect eating group was yeah, your ultimate goal probably is weight loss. It's also to feel better, it's also to change your habits, how you deal with stuff. But that's going to take some time. Like you didn't promise, oh, you're going to be down three pan sizes in 21 days or in 30 days or anything. And so during those early days when you so desperately want to see, a change and you feel like you've changed and you want other people to say like, Oh, you look so good. You've lost so much weight. That's what got me through. Cause at first that's your life raft. You know what I mean? And then I started changing, I just stuck with it. I knew that's not the only thing that was, I wanted to change. And you know, you taught me that of course that's going to happen, but so much more and so much more has like, you know, I get up at five in the morning to run before work. I use that as my coping strategy for getting through the day, giving myself mommy time, not getting mom burnout, you know, Um, I eat listening to my body throughout the day. Um, So that means I'm not like cranky, because I'm hungry all the time. And it means I'm not having a sugar crash, because I've binged on sugar. Um, And I just, you know, you also taught me that it goes so far beyond eating too, because I remember you saying things like, okay, you know, say there's a problem in your life. Say that you're having a problem with a coworker and you're like, X doesn't like me. You always said, okay, what proof do I have that that's happening? It can go, you know, into any relationship that you have any problem. It's not just food because we're more than just people that need to like eat and sleep and wake up in the morning. So it affects my interpersonal relationships. I'm not quick to have my feelings hurt or to be emotional because I've been taught, okay, listen to my body validate what I'm feeling and then look at the external and say, what proof do I have that's happening? You know, what proof do I have that I'm fat and lazy? Well, no, I just don't want to do 10 burpees today. I'm not fat and lazy, you know? Um, So it, 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 um, gets into and permeates like every area of your life. When you change how you view food and how you view yourself in relation to food and how you view yourself in relation to movement, it changes your entire life. And I now get it at 37. Like I I now, I now get it.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you. Where, where do you think this is taking you? You, you have a, you started running. um, Mm -hmm. You're not obsessed with food. Where do you think this is going to take you over the next year or the next five years? So the running I've done through four or five
1: Ks. And my goal is to do uh, a 10 K by the end of the year. Um, so I'm working myself up to that. And, you know, I, I w- they will just come when it comes and I'll just do what I can. Um, with eating, you know, there's no really going back to that old way because how can you stop listening to your body? You know what I mean? Like once you have this relationship, how could you go back to that? I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how now not to ask myself how I feel and, to realize, you know, how things are making me feel like, oh, I overeat brownies. I'm going to go do that again and make myself feel like crap again. Well, no, I realized that I just had a hard day at work and I just need to deal with that. Um, it'll, you know, it cascades down into my son and how he views food and that he's not going to see food as reward or punishment in his life, you know, um, and hopefully he'll pass that on to his family. Like we've stopped that cycle completely with our family. And hopefully just being healthier overall, my family getting sick even less because we're not eating crap all the time, you know. Um, that's a big deal when you have a kid in daycare, you know. You get sick all the time while he's eating healthy things. I'm eating healthy things. Our family's already, always eating healthy things and putting healthy food on the table. So um, it it's huge. It is. And how I view myself too, you know, the capable person that I know I am. I know I can do hard things. Um, and that doesn't mean doing hard things on day one. It means doing little baby steps to get to that hard thing along the way. I know how to handle that now, you know, so. It's
0: amazing. I love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I I think I think one of the, the, the most fun things to hear is you have plans to run a 10K because I know one of the first messages, exchanges that we had was about running and how you wanted to become a runner. And now you're like <laughs> – you're like oh i've just done like five you know 4 or 5k's and yeah. having yeah. this plan to do that so it was like mm-hmm. we just did a little bit and then you continued on with it by yourself
1: that's the biggest thing and that's what my husband has said you know he just he's 6 weeks into the running program and has had bad knees his whole life has always said like i can't i'm not going to be a runner um and that's it is you break off little bites at a time you know i i did couch to 5k's in the past and I can't start on day one running for three minutes. That's why I failed. I'm like, I literally could not run for three minutes. as little as that sounds to so not a runner, that's a lifetime to run. And you do you have such a good way of teaching people with food, with you know goal setting, with movement, is, you know, just go a little bit outside your comfort zone. And you're so good at teaching that and showing people how other systems that don't have you do that are flawed. It's not you. It's that you could never be expected on day one to do X, Y, or Z, but maybe you could just do this little bit. So that is really what changed it all and got me from never being a runner, always wanting to be to running four or five K's and wanting to do a 10 K and sticking with it through the coldest months in Pittsburgh (laughs) 20 degree mornings. I'm out there running. Love it. I I hate winter. I hate it. I've always said, why do I live here? And now I I found out I love running in the winter. Never knew. (laughs) It's because I went a little bit outside my comfort zone, you know, with somebody that knew I could do it and had the faith in me and believed in me that I could do it and then showed me how to do it. And I'm doing it.
0: So amazing to hear from Chrissy. Remember, if you are looking to Be consistent when it comes to meals or be consistent when it comes to movement. Click the link in the show notes and we will get talking about what one-on-one coaching can look like. We'll talk about where you are right now We're going to talk about where you want to be and we're going to talk about the plan. So it's a customized plan. It is not a cookie cutter plan. We're going to talk about the customized plan to get you to where you want to be. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a call to work with me in one-on-one coaching. Remember, customized plan to get you to where you want to be. Click the link in the show notes. I will see you tomorrow. Bye.